And good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Ancestralize. Tonight, we have a special guest. Her name is Rebecca Rogerson, and she is a Sangoma, and she practices the Sangoma spirituality and healing modality. Thank you so much for having me, Teresa and Jean-Jerome. Thank Welcome you. On. So I wanted to say thank you for bringing your own type of music. I couldn't quite hear it, but that's okay. We'll 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 give it a chance at the end of the show, maybe to to play a little bit, so we can get a feel for it. Because I love South African music. I am familiar with it. Um, just to start the show off, I just wanted to say that the Sangoma spirituality um, is something that is traditional to South Africa. And with that, it is also considered a shamanic practice because it is indigenous to South Africa. And apparently from all accounts, South Africa, at least 200,000 people follow the Sangoma spiritual healers, as opposed to the 25,000 that follow Western medicine. So with that, I wanted to ask you if I can, I'm going to start our questions. All right. So I've got a few of them before we delve into a little bit deeper as to how you came about to this spirituality, which is always the best part. Okay. So I'm just going to ask you first now, because this is a shamanic practice and it involves healers, um, what type of healing do these healers do? Are they, are they involved with physical, mental, and spiritual healing? Is that the type of healing that uh, they do, like your traditional Indigenous healings? Yeah. So, as I said, thank you so much uh, for both of you having having me here today. Um, I just want to acknowledge that we are on the Mississaugas of the Credit and the Anishinaabeg, Wendat, and Haudenosaunee people. And the area that we're in, Toronto and the GTA, is the territory of the dish with one spoon wampum uh, belt covenant. So I just want to take a moment to uh, speak to that and just speak to, as a white settler, I acknowledge that I am complicit um, in, in the uh, historic oppressions of Indigenous people and the ongoing oppressions of Indigenous people. So I just really, I really wanted to start with that. Thank you. Thank you for that acknowledgement. Yes, for sure. So um, getting back to our question. Sorry. Yeah. What would you say? Yeah. What would you say is the type of healing involved? Like the healers, obviously the healers are called to this type of work. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the type of healing that they do, um, it's your traditional physical, they, they address physical ailments, um, spiritual and mental um, illnesses. Can you give me a little bit of detail about that, Rebecca? So a Sangoma is one type of traditional South African uh, healer. There's many kinds. Um, mm -hmm. You have traditional birth attendants, you have prophets, you have ingengas, you have bone throwers. So you have an assortment of, of different kinds of healers. The Sangoma was always thought of as the diviner. But of course, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the, the categorizing 
uh, simplifying and categorizing is really kind of more of a Eurocentric uh, notion, right? So a lot of people cross over in these different uh, practices and disciplines, but they are rooted in um, Ngoma practices with the singing, the dancing, the drumming. And Ngoma specifically um, is, uh, you know, an indigenous practice predominantly, not entirely, uh, based in Nguni, uh, Nguni practices and worldview, right? And Ngunis are a um, uh, ethnic group of grouping of people. Um, in South Africa, correct? Yeah, yeah. And of course, what's also interesting about traditional healers in South Africa, so I, I just want to um, mention that South Africa is home to uh, 300,000 traditional healers, if not more, right? And 85% wow. of uh, continental Africans make use of traditional medicine for some or all their healthcare needs. So, um, mm. you know, traditional healers are really consulted for a plethora of things. And, and what's interesting is, you know, in North America, our view and in medicine, in Western medicine, um, we really see the body as kind of the end all be all. And even our quote unquote alternative or complementary ideas of Mm -hmm. uh, holisticness are still compartmentalizing, right? There's still the There's mind, the body, the spirit. But when we look at uh, traditions, traditions that you know you're both in, for example, you could speak a lot to that, or a lot of indigenous knowledge systems. I don't want to universalize all of them, but a lot of them, um, you know, the ceremonies, the rituals, the medicines, the practices um, are, are very integrative to such a degree that we're not saying, oh, mind, body, spirit, right? These, these um, practices we have are meant to take care of our whole being. And of course, not just our whole being, right? We're a being among beings. So, you know, the, the principle of Ubuntu, right? Um, so this, this work that we do, whether individually as a practitioner or our own ancestral work, of course, we're tending not to just to ourselves, but our interrelationships, right? That include the right. ancestors. Right. Now you mentioned a word, Ubuntu. What does that mean? Can you kind of describe what that means and Yeah, how? yeah. Ubuntu's become a very simplified idea, particularly in the West. I am because we are, right? It's actually quite a profound philosophical, spiritual uh, worldview, right? A way of living and being and breathing, which is quite simply, as I said, people among people, right? We are people, I am a person as a mm -hmm. result, uh, an engagement with people, right? So there, it really society. helps. Yeah, and society and, and community. So it really helps mm -hmm. to remove this, uh, individualism notion that is really right. a Western right. Eurocentric notion, right? That I, I yeah. yeah, that we are all in, we are all essentially uh, interrelated, and that occurs from the moment of conception that we are a person among persons, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm keeping now the simple. I'm keeping yeah, that in simple because I could go on a long time about that. Oh, I know, I know, and I know we're gonna we're gonna dive right into all of that. Now, you mentioned um, with the different types of healers um, that you, what you're practicing, you use divination. Now, this divination that you use, 
Um, is that also to determine what, what type of herbs are going to be used or the type of healing? And if you do a type of healing, is it ritualized? I know you had mentioned that. Um, and when you do that ritual, I know this is a loaded question. Do you call in the ancestral spirits of the person? No, it's a great question that you're asking. Sorry, I'm just trying to make sure my lighting's okay. Um, okay, so Amatambo is throwing the bones. And they're a set of ob of sacred objects and a bones that are obtained throughout the training process and thereafter, right? And mm -hmm. throwing the bones isn't to be confused with things like tarot cards, palm reading, mm -hmm. things of this nature. No. Although it involves a, a psychic, telepathic, clairvoyant ability, right? That's quite important. Mm -hmm. It is yes, an indigenous yes. knowledge. It is an indigenous, it's based in an indigenous knowledge system which of course mm -hmm. is its own science. Funny we use the term science for things that are westernized, but this has its own science to it. Uh, yes, it does. It, yeah, so the objects have their own meaning, their own symbolism, their own representation, how they fall, how they're engaging. Uh, mm -hmm. For us as healers, it's confirming what we see and know, it's revealing, and it's mm -hmm. giving us a worldview of a person. So seeing a person in their entirety. And as I mentioned to you the other day, we end mm -hmm. up seeing things. We end up conveying mm -hmm. the messages to the people in the language or way they understand. So I don't mean literally the language. I mean how they think. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Their personality, who they are, the information or knowledge, not information, is conveyed in a, in, in a way that they will understand. When we're doing this work, we're engaging with our ancestors and their ancestors. And the point of this is to get to the truth of all matters. So this is our diagnostic tool, right? This right. is our tool for rectification. This is where we go. You know, I often have people ask me questions and I'll give them answers and say, look, if you if you really want this confirmed and we and and you want the true depth of insight, we need to use mm -hmm. Amatambo, right? Um, right. So it is that's such a divinatory. That's right. That's the divination. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, with regards to the um, to the divination, um, and you said you do connect with the ancestral spirits of the person. Now, does the person actually have to hold the objects, the divinatory objects themselves that's before a good, they yeah. throw them? Yeah, or do question. you do that? Or yeah. do you know when? Yeah, yeah. To that's a good question, that? Teresa. So what's really important, and I'm sure you guys understand this, is that there is no, this is not homogenous, right? These practices are not homogenous. Each person is unique. So for me as a Sangoma, I have the person blow on them. They are imprinting their life force. Uh, mm -hmm. They're invoking the primordial waters where we're from. And they are imprinting, right? And allowing me to read it. I hold them. Other healers don't do that. Other healers have the client hold it. Some healers use water. Some healers... Um, you know, you know, everybody has their own method. Even with Sangomas, it, it, it isn't as simple uniformity, right? There's variance in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Now, when, let's say, um, your, do you call them patients or do you call them clients? What would you refer patients. to? I don't know. I call them patients. I know for most social right. workers, it would be clients, you know. Okay. Either is so, fine. 
All right. So when your patient takes this and blows on it or however um, you feel they need to, you know, imprint on the object, on the divinatory object, do you get a sense immediately like that the spirits are starting to talk to you or their spirits are starting to talk to you at that moment? Okay. And are you already getting... Are, are you already getting the prescription, so to speak? Let's say oh, yeah, um, yeah. they need this type of herb um, or no, 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 no. Make them get up in the morning and go and walk in, in the dew on the grass type of thing. Do you immediately yeah. start to get that sense? So that's a really good question. Again, everyone's different. So I can't mm-hmm. speak on behalf of 300,000 traditional healers in South Africa, right? I can only speak on behalf mm-hmm. of what I've learned yeah. my t- and my own practice for me before somebody comes a lot's already been revealed to me a lot has already been revealed before they come I'll give you a good example I had a plumber Mm -hmm. when I was living in South Africa I had a plumber come to see me and just before Mm -hmm. he came or no he came he was doing the work and while he was there my knee was killing me and it was swollen my whole right knee swelled right up now I have no knee problems I have no no issues along those yeah, lines. Yeah. I looked at him and I said, what is going on with your knee? What is with this pain? And and he showed me his knee, right? So here mm. we have this idea of transference, right? That that right. Um, a, literally a bodily transference of me experiencing this. It wasn't until I worked with him a little, gave him the plants, it, it went away. So my gobella, my teacher used to say, if you wake up with it, you know, it's yours. If it comes on in the day, it's probably somebody that you're working with. So we absolutely, that absolutely um, happens for us. And even, as I said, before somebody comes, I'm already seeling, I'm already feeling Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. the bones are really important because again, Mm -hmm. it's that chief diagnostic tool, right? That's Um, right. That's helping to reveal. Yeah. No. Now, I just wanted to, um, oh, you know what? I'm doing it again. I'm being so freaking rude. Jean-Jerome, God, I love you. Come on, come on board and say hello. Like, come, I just get into forth. this. I'm so come rude. Forth. I'm so sorry. Oh, no problem, no problem. I don't like to break the, the, the spirit or the, the, the momentum that you have. It's a, it's a good report. So welcome, everybody. Uh, no, very interestingly, uh, following along here with Rebecca. Actually, the one thing I was going to comment on when she mentioned that the bones uh, are a little bit like the the diagnostic tool, I always say that for us in, in IFA, our opele or ekins are yeah. the, the equivalent of a CT scan, blood work, <laughs> X-ray, 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 everything yeah. in one. So th- that, that's one of the beautiful things about uh, this ability to, to share and, and, mm-hmm. and look at the, the practices of each tradition. And we find mm-hmm. that there are many more commonalities and there are differences in many ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no, that's important. No, sure. that, that's so important what you're saying. I remember years ago, I went to India. Um, I was at a conference. I was speaking at a conference on healing. And I went to um, the Kali Temple. And I had been shown I needed to go there in Calcutta. I can't remember the name. I'd been shown I needed to go there. And when I went there, I thought I could be back home. Because everything, I mean, except for Kali herself, was so similar, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the goats being slaughtered, the reason they were slaughtered, when they were slaughtered, how they were slaughtered, you know, and, and even the usage exactly. of tobacco, right? In South Africa, we use 
We offer our snuff, our snafe, right? Here we offer tobacco. I mean, this is the point, right? When we start to look at these earth-based knowledges and win and wisdoms and systems, we find, oh, there's there's so much commonality, so, right? Yeah. No, no, for sure. No, I find that very, very fascinating. Now, um, the term um, Sangoma is Zulu, okay? It, so the practice of being a Sangoma, is this something that is passed down hereditary to one Sangoma to another and, and so on? Um, or are there other tribes of people? Yeah, in South Africa? great question. So, so as I said, it's predominantly in Guni, but not entirely, right? Of which mm -hmm. the Zulus are a part of that. Um, what I want to say before I answer sort of the more obvious question is that when you go to train, you were brought into that spiritual family, your mpande, meaning your root. You're brought okay. into that. Your teacher is your um, is your parent, right? And mm -hmm. your brothers and mm -hmm. sisters that have trained, trained before you that are coming to train, it's that, it's that spiritual family. So that's really important. Uh, the calling is... You have to be called to heal. So you can't decide, hey, I think I want to do this. And nor would you. I mean, in my opinion, you know, it's much easier to be normal. Um, I put in brackets, right? <laughs> nor nor would you choose this. You know, this is a big responsibility. But, but you need to be called, right? You need to be called. Yeah. And the calling yeah. is most often intergenerational. Uh, we see it from parent to child. It's often grandparent. So in my case, my grandmother was not a Sangoma. She was, you know, a little old white lady born in 1892, but she did seances in the early 1900s. She worked with plants. She, you know, she did, mm -hmm. she, she did all these things. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, yes, absolutely. There's that intergenerational component that that's mm -hmm. often indicative. Right. And and I want to mm -hmm. say right now, especially for for listeners or viewers, you know, doing this year, this work for over 23 years, I could count on my hand up until a year ago how many people came to see me that I said, you have a legitimate calling, right? Because now yeah. we find a lot of people coming into the work um, in a multitude of ways, right? And 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 there is be mm -hmm. money being made in training people, right? This this mm -hmm. we know that. Yes. The yes. spiritual the spiritual practices, you know, people are engaging in that. What I want to say though is so maybe five people in 23 years that I'd say you have a legitimate calling. The bones have revealed it in the past year, year and a half. Every single person almost that comes through my door has a calling, calling to wow. heal, not just heal themselves, but work with the people. And those mm -hmm. of us like yourselves who have a calling, it's really intensified. Right, guys? The past two years, it's intensified. And the ancestors are saying, oh, yeah, so. you've answered the calling. But the calling's ongoing. You need to go to the next level and the next level. And, the, you know, it's non-hierarchical. Yeah. So so I just want to let people know if you're, you're experiencing an intensification mm -hmm. of sensations, feelings, mm -hmm. you know, this, this, I, this is a mystery. Yeah. Or, or, you know, the dreams, the strange occurrences, a multitude of things. In South Africa, we understand mm -hmm. Most people understand, oh, this is a calling, right? In North America and in, in the West, most people don't. So it's often diagnosed as mental health issues. Jean-Jerome, you understand this. You know, these things become pathologized. We're not saying that there isn't mental health, that there aren't right. biochemical, 
you know, factors. Right. 100%. Um, so this is, I think, an important piece around how many people right now are being called to heal, don't know they're being called, and don't know what the heck to do about it. Mm -hmm. And that that sometimes is a struggle in itself is finding the right people to be able to help. Oh, yeah. you. Okay. I know I found that with myself. And I mean, going, God, 30 odd years or more, it was very difficult to find people. Yeah. Okay. And spirit just basically just kept leading me to where I needed to be That's until right. I came to this path. Right. That's right. Now, yeah. speaking but of just spirit. Before you go, just before you go on, Teresa, the other thing, too, is people get so desperate and panicked and their lives are so out of order yes. that they just want to mm -hmm. find someone fast. So in our tradition, you find your healer by being shown who it is. You're dreaming it. You know, it's mm -hmm. being revealed yes. to you. Uh, it's easy to make the mistake of saying, well, this one seems all right. I'll pay whatever I have to, uh, you know, I, I just, I need help now. But that can land you in a lot of hot water. Your ancestors are going to require somebody specifically who understands what those ancestral needs are. Is yes. it required? Is it water work that's required? Are you an Yanga and it's more the, the herbs that are required? Um, which ancestors specifically you know, they need to be tended to. So they will inform who you go to. So for example, a lot of the people I'm helping right now, I work with a lot of Ndao, uh, water spirit, Isi Ndao, right? Um, mm -hmm. So people are coming there because they know, well, that's what I work in, or I've done that work myself or whatever. So that's an important piece, you know, don't just you know, this person will do where they seem great or they seem famous yeah, or yeah. they say all the right things. You you really need to be led to that right person, right. you know? Yeah. And I think it's important that people address that by um, honoring their spirits and, and making, yeah. um, giving themselves a chance to communicate with their spirits, with their ancestral yeah. spirits, you That's know, right. meditate, right? Yeah. Do the necessary prayers. I don't care what the prayers are. If you want to pick up a rosary and start praying, and ask for guidance, okay? Because your right. spirits will guide you. Yeah. And you have to have faith in that, okay? Yeah. It's going to take a little bit of time, but you know what? The signs will come to you. Like you said, either in your dreams or, you know, by word of mouth, suddenly you're talking to somebody and somebody yeah. mentions something and, and, and it, it'll trigger within your head and you're like, ah, oh, yes. And you know yeah. what? Boom, you make the right connection, definitely. Yeah. So, no, I totally agree with and you that's, there. And that's the other reason, you know, there's people like us. We're here to facilitate help for people, you know. Mm -hmm. So you have to do your own work. You can't yes, hope you. somebody else is going to do it for you. I, You know, we can't. I'm praying for you and you're not praying for yourself. I shouldn't be working harder for you than you're working for yourself. However, Good that's point. why you, you go to mentors and you go to elders and you go to healers mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. some direction and guidance, right? Exactly. You know, I find for myself, I'm the deliverer of messages. Okay. And I will deliver the message and what you do with that, that is you, that is yeah. up to you. Yeah. Right. I'm not there to tell you what to do. Right. Yeah. People um, also hear what they want to hear. So that's, you and know, that's just, another thing. Okay. Yeah. Now, before we could touch on that subject um, about what people want to hear as opposed to what they're actually supposed to do right um when you speak with your spirits do you go into a trance or is it a full-on spiritual like a spirit possession how would yeah. you describe that you know when you're communicating 
Um, just before I answer that, Jean Jerome, were you just going to add something? No, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll circle back. Finish that one and I'll circle back. I was just going to say, the only thing I was going to say was, I could have said it later, is the, um, is the fact that you, you touched on a very important point, which is the, the fact of not, you have a person that has a problem. The ancestors are going to guide that person to the person that can assist them. Sometimes what we've lost in our practices is that, for instance, in Ifa, where we're consulting, Ifa will tell us, Mm-hmm. You are helping this person because this person has come to you, but this is not the person you're supposed to help. You're supposed to refer this person to another healer. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. And the mm-hmm. problem is, unfortunately, in our, in our day and age, because of the of the you know the sometimes the necessity or the 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 focus on the material or or yeah. competition. Yeah. The ego say, well, what do you mean I can? I, I'm not off to refer this. I'm going to do this. And and yeah. if I and if I'm, I'm I'm sure within the, your practice of Sangoma is is very clear as well that there's some things that the spirit or if I will say, nope, this yeah. person nope. needs this type of healing. You need to find this type of person. And I've done it many times. If I said, you know, we need a, a different uh, based on a different ethnic. Yeah. Or a different ancestral yeah. origin. Yeah. That's right. You're Hindu. You need to see a bandit. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So that's why that's why having knowing people that practice on different modalities. You said something also very important. Uh, even you know uh, the concept of healing based on you know five ele- uh, five elements, right? Uh, earth, fire, water, air. And the fifth element, which we use, um, which I'm, I don't know if they use in Sangoma, which is metal, right? The the, the fusion of those four elements, which is well, which is not, which for us is governed by the uh, the Orisha or the divinity Ogu, and then Vodu Gu, So, but but that but you mentioned that you know you work in your particular, you've been focusing a lot on, on water, water spirit, water modality. So. It's very interesting. But you know why I think partly why it's water right now? Absolutely. And we work with metals too. Yeah. I think part of the reason, I mean, we could talk all day about this. I think part of the reason that there's so much related to water spirits right now in South Africa is in Dao. So Ndao is a, uh, a, a, a ethnic group of people, right? Coming from Mozambique, uh, moving into South Africa as a result of the Shangani Wars. So um, and Dao is, is, is related to a grouping of people, but it's also Isin Dao, so they're separate, is related to these foreign, uh, foreign ancestors that are often present um, through water spirits in that work. And I think this is coming up so strongly right now for a few reasons. I think that the oppressed and oppressive ancestors need tending to. We can't just keep going on and not tending to our histories. You know, we can't do it. So we're seeing a lot of people of color that are having Isin Dao that are working with foreign ancestors. That could help explain why me as a white person is doing it. We're really, I believe, being called to tend to. um, We have to tend to these histories and how they show up in the present day, right? This healing and and, and mending of this is really Mm -hmm. a Requirement, because ultimately what we're needing is a togetherness. And I don't mean to mm-hmm. sound corny, but I mean a togetherness and a unity in the most powerful sense of the word. Even those elements, they are interconnected. 
right? Absolutely. Our lightning, our, our clouds, condensation, everything. These things are Absolutely. always interconnected. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so that togetherness of all things, that togetherness of us is so essential right now. And how are we going to get to that togetherness or unity if we aren't taking up these oppressions and, and suffering, historic and, and present, addressing. right? Yes, and addressing that. No, for yeah. sure. Um, so just going back to what I had uh, previously said. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, no, that's okay. I'm keeping on track. When you're consulting with the spirits, okay, obviously okay, you're, yeah. you're hearing yeah. them and that type of thing. Do you go into a deeper trance or does it become at any point a spiritual, um, like a spirit possession for, okay. for the so, healing? So that's a that great part question. of the Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I always say the ancestors are just living in another way, right? They're just living in another way. I don't know about you guys, but you know, the dead means something else, right? The the the, the dead refers to something else, but uh, but our ancestors who are working in that elevated way are living in another way. Actually. So so we come to, uh, you know, they're living through us in our blood and our bone and our imagination, right? Absolutely. People forget yeah. that, you know, they are alive and present in us and through us. You know, if you have this, uh, oh, I, I, you know, I just love ice cream. I don't know why I love ice cream. You find it your great grandmother owned an ice cream parlor, you know, in the 1800s. So really, your great grandmother owned an ice cream parlor? No, no, no. I'm saying, I, love ice I, love ice I love ice cream. And she I would not be surprised if one of mine but did. There's reason, but there's a reason for that. You know, your propensity for a certain metal, your propensity to yeah. work with a specific orisha. You know, these aren't just, yeah. just preferences, right? These are the ancestors working in us and through us, right? Sarah Ahmed calls them inter-embodiment, right? Um, so we do have the mo more performative, uh, excitable trance process right in, in in ngoma the drums the songs and when we're training as healers those are the methods that are teaching us to call up call out the ancestors right to come forward i right. i never right. i mean i i can use the word trance and possession because people in the west are familiar with that but i i hate it <laughs> myself because it mm -hmm. has this certain mm -hmm. connotation right um, exactly. Very Hollywood-like and, and, and well, sort of... And, and, and then all the biases and stereotypes of people of yeah. color and their practices. Yeah. But for most people in the West, they, they understand more or less this concept. So when uh, that trans process, we can enter in a multitude of ways and every healer is different. When I throw the bones, I don't enter that um, performative trans process. That's just me. And for me, most ancestors will speak through me, um, especially mm -hmm. other people's or even the dead. You know, if people mm -hmm. are coming, you know, what's happened to my son? That doesn't mean they're always there, but often their relatives no. will come and speak through me. I'm careful with that, with letting those relatives through because I don't know them. Um, yeah. So I'm careful with who 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 comes in. Right. Yeah. You know, people forget that. Open the door to spirituality. Well, you wouldn't open your front door and let everybody on the street into your house. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you. And yet there are so many mediums out there that believe that this is what they have to do in order to constantly get messages. It's like people too. You're getting yeah, and people too. You're getting yourself in hot water if you're hopping around and opening the oh, this seems like no, 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 you can't be you can't be naive with that. So for me, yes, I go into that process. I yeah, I do, I do dance. Uh, you know, if it's Isindao, it's a different kind of dance. It's a different drum beat. Um, sometimes it just comes through. Uh, sometimes it's invoked. Um, you know, sometimes I pray in the morning. It happens. Uh, you know, as you guys well know, the messages come when they come. I, I haven't always found that so easy living in Canada. In South Africa, if something comes through, I can approach somebody and say, I'm a Sanguoma, may I relay a message, right? Here, you can't, people think this woman's off her rocker. So now I say, I'm a psychic. Are you, and most people, right? Most people are interested. Um, but sometimes, as you guys well know, you're drawn. It's like, you got to tell this person this now. Um, you know, it's funny you should say that. That reminds me of um, what was what was it? The Long Island uh, medium. She used to do that. She used to walk up to complete strangers and go. Yeah. Um, she'd do that little. She used to do this little habit where she'd lick her lips right, and her little fingers would go, and she'd like, yeah, yeah. Um, Can I tell you something, right? And yeah. off she'd go, right? Which always made me laugh, right? I mean, good for her, ballsy, you know. But still, you know, you have to have that respect and and remember yeah. to and ask. They, yeah. And they come in different ways, right? My mom, my, mom, my mom used to say when she was alive, uh, because my mom was uh, was quite a medium, uh, and she would tell me, she would say, uh, if you don't, if the medium doesn't say it, if the medium doesn't actually relay the message, quite often it reflects negatively on the health of the medium, because yes. the message is almost <laughs> like you're creating a spiritual blockage, an energy blockage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes no. we're given knowledge that we know that person's not ready for. Mm-hmm. We know that person, they are not ready for this. And, no. and sometimes you're, you know, you're asked to kind of bite your tongue. But as you know, mm-hmm. you get to a point, like for me, having doing this work, and I'm always learning, you know, I'm I'm a child. I'm a child of the mm-hmm. ancestors. They're always training mm-hmm. me. They're always learning mm-hmm. me. They are so mm-hmm. patient with me and kind. You know, I can be so stubborn. And, mm-hmm. you know, all the other things I can be, you know, they're always, oh, yeah. yeah, they're always, you know, they're always patient. I know that. You know, <laughs> let me be as loving and patient with people as they are with me, you know. Um, yeah. But it, but it is quite important that, you know, for me, you, you get to a point when you're doing this work. So for those people that are, that are new coming into healing and um, if you're starting to embody ancestors, you get to a point where there isn't really a division between you and them. I see. Mm-hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. you're you're them, they're you, you're working together. You know, sometimes you're not doing as you're told. You know, yep. um, we yep. all have but that. They're part of you, you know, they are yeah. part of you, you know, and, and yeah. it's like um as well, growing up, um, I remember my mother always telling me, oh, well, here, here's Teresa. She's talking to her babui, right? Which were my little spirit, like my little yeah, yeah. little spirits or um, yeah. that's what she was referring to, almost yeah. like my little imaginary friends, right? And yeah. I was encouraged to go ahead and speak that's about good. that, you that's know, good. and and I don't mind. But 
I know I've said this before, and I know people have probably heard me say it, but my mom was also very careful to tell me that um, in public, don't talk to them, okay? Because they're going to think you're crazy, right? I'm like, yeah. okay, got it, Ma. I got it, right? It's just between me and my spirits, you know, when I when I have my alone time, you know, when I invite them in. And again, they're you know, it comes back to that whole thing where we have to be very respectful of our own boundaries and of our ancestral spirits as well. We have to communicate with them and give them time to communicate, okay? It's not this constant leave up, um, you know, for the lack of a better world, like some mediums, a constant portal being opened. You, you have to make time for that, okay? So sometimes you have to shut that door. Like you said, you're not going to fling open the, the front door and go, hey, yo, everybody, come on in. It's, it's okay. We're having a party, you know? It's well, when not you do, Yeah, you you're right. But, but when you do this work, I mean, the door is always somewhat open, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, no, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, we are the saying. ancestors and they are us. You know, yes. we, 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 they're constantly reminding that we are together. When you don't treat your body well, you're not honoring us. When you're not honoring us, you're not honoring yourself, right? It's this, mm -hmm. it's this mm -hmm. interchange, you know, you're required. Isn't it amazing that this ancestral work teaches us how to live and work and be, you know, yep. even in your, yep. in your tradition, Jean Jerome, you know, you're shown what food to eat and what not to eat. And, and most of the food yeah. that you're shown to eat, nobody's saying eat fried chicken, deep fried chicken. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody loves deep fried chicken. But I'm saying, you know, we're being guided in yeah. our life and living mm -hmm. and dying. Yeah. This is yeah. how, you know, the good orderly direction. This is how um, we go about living good lives, being in order. When we're, yeah. we're in order, our ancestors are in order. When our ancestors mm -hmm. are in order, we're in order. So there is mm -hmm. no division, sure. right? It's, it's a very right. Eurocentric notion, even of God, you know, in terms of Christianity. You know, God's over there and, you know, it's yeah. up there and far away. Compartmentalize it, everything. Yeah, no. Now, now I, if, if I can just interject for one second, because I'm seeing there's a couple of questions that I know uh, as people have been mm -hmm. listening. Uh, because there's, one, there's one question right now, but before I, I show that question, I just wanted to, I think it would be important to talk about the difference between, you touched on it, and we, we have, we, we make those distinctions as well within Ifa, uh, the difference between the dead or, or just spirit, like uh, spirit yes. of people that have passed, the ancestor to which we're referring to, and also, uh, from the standpoint of within Ifa, uh, we've, we've touched on that we, we believe in the Orisha or the divinities, Orishas. On the Vodun side, we call them, we say Vodun. How does, uh, within the Sangoma beliefs, how do you organize? Like, what are the categories and the descriptions of, of those categories? And how and which of those will come through when you, for instance, cast, when you divine? Okay. So, the first thing I'll do is I will categorize, but I will also problematize categorizing. Perfect. <laughs> right? So okay. I will say that. So so you have a belief in one creator. Mm -hmm. Right? There's yes. a belief in a supreme yeah. creator. And in our ancestors and our ancestors are uh, mediators, our mm -hmm. aides, our helps. 
So you could say in a way, in a Western context, almost working like angels, although they're not always angelic, as we all well know, especially if they're not in order, they're not angelic. Mm -hmm. um, so, so, you know, our ancestors, people often think that when they go home and make a shrine, oh, I'll put a picture of my grandfather or my grandmother. No, that we're referring to our lineal family and referring to the dead, the deceased, the recently deceased, okay? But our, then- our Departed. That's right. Um, and, and they may not even be near near departed. This could be your great, 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 you know, could go back. That doesn't mean they're working in an ancestral capacity. Sure. Right? No. Absolutely. That doesn't mean working in a, because our, our, our ancestors that are, um, that are guiding us are the you know wise aiding this elevated spirits okay that Absolutely. is yeah so so there we are with english again right we always have these problems with english because it's it, you know it really boxes us in okay the terminology yeah and just english right it, it just becomes this one oh ancestors anybody who's come before us and died so um, then so. we obviously have the dead and the lineal family that are dead. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then we also have the dead that aren't taken care of, which I guess in English we would say are like ghosts, those mm -hmm. that are lost. Right. So that. part of the reason these traditions are so careful with the rites of passage isn't because it's nice to have. They are essential. Nigerians, if you're out there, I hope you're hearing me because I'm working with a lot of Nigerians right now and I'm on their case, especially the young ones. I hope you're hearing me. These things are not just nice to have, right? Yes. When we have our funerary rites, we have that for a reason. We're sending them off in a good way, making sure they're in order. When the year comes and we're having the next ceremony and doing the goat, doing the cow, doing the rites, you know, that's necessary. When a baby's born, right, when we're getting married, all of these rites of passage are helping us work in a divine way with spirits and ancestors to maintain and retain harmony. Okay? Sure. So, you know, just because your grandfather, you know, you were close with him, that's fine. You can love him and maybe he could be a spirit helper. But yeah. that doesn't mean he's working in that ancestral area and the other thing i want to say is what the ancestors have talked to me recently about is they can adopt and they yes and they've Ashe. told me yeah they've told me recently all these people have Ashe. no ancestors they haven't done anything they haven't made any offerings they're like lost roaming around so we we're there to take you know we'll we'll help take them on so this spiritual adoption is quite important I have a lot of ancestors that I work with. Maybe they are blood. I don't know. I don't know. No, I they don't necessarily have to be. Are, yes. Yeah. Well, who's to say? I mean, it is possible, but I mean, our histories, yeah. let's remember, we've had so much intermingling. I mean, people okay. traveling on boats and traveling throughout the world mm -hmm. since the end mm -hmm. of time. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, I, what's Migration my point? Migration of humans. Yeah. Yeah, but my point is that they can also go about adopting. So, mm -hmm. it's really important, and this is why you go to a healer, you go to a babalao, this is why you get guidance, because you need to know who's who. And when you're yeah. going to train, when I find people that are called to heal, that are coming mm -hmm. forward and needing help, you're going to be carrying the good, the bad, and the ugly. You, you know, you can pick up spiritual energy like gum on your shoe, 
because no one, especially <laughs> in the West, is taking care. They're not using no. the plants. They're not in order. A smoothie and 10 minutes of yoga, not that I have smoothies no. and I like yoga, but it's just not enough. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so Because they're not addressing the other spiritual aspect no. of themselves. No. And a smoothie is not going to do it. It's Either is a visit to the hospital to give you, uh, to the hospital, to the doctor where he gives you a cream. There's something else going on. If you've constantly right. got anxiety, you That's can't right. sleep, okay? You have some sort of behavioral issue that keeps coming up because you're not addressing something that's deeper, right? That's right. And there's no point in emailing you or Jean-Jerome or me and saying, I can't sleep. Mm -hmm. What do you think it is? What's this dream mean? Everybody's unique. It's only when we use our divining methods and we get clear, you know, what, what are you mm -hmm. carrying? And those that are called to heal that haven't entered the calling, you know, for a Sangoma, when we go to Twasa, you know, we're cleaning up. It's mm -hmm. rigorous. We're cleaning up and we're getting clear on who's got to go and yeah. who's here to guide you. What order yeah. are they guiding you? Who's the most prominent, right? All those things have to be taken yeah. care of. So it's important for people that are called to heal that, that, that you, that you understand that, right. That's that you good. understand, no. you know, and also you can have something with you. That's mm -hmm. not so hot that you may think, well, it communicates with me. It does this. That doesn't mean it's your friend. So okay. thank you. you. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. And and, and that's the thing. That's when we have to come to, you know, people like yourself and Jean Jerome, right? We have to understand that, right? Um well, um oh, now I forgot my train of thought, but anyway, that is so important for people to understand the differences, okay? Because I think in our society, Western society, we don't address that, okay? We touch upon it. And sometimes, um, and I've used this phrase before, but a lot of people in the New Age movement, as, as good as they are, thank God they're opening the doors for people to be able to talk to spirits, yeah. et cetera, yeah, yeah. and address the fact of ancestors just touch upon it they're not really cognizant of how much deeper this whole issue of ancestral work is and the spirits that are around them okay it's one thing asking someone to please read a card for me or can you do this for me or whatever that's fine and 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 being able to communicate with your deceased loved one your 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 you know your mother that died or your grandfather and no disrespect to any reader that does that that is a gift and 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 to be honored but it's quite different when you realize that the spirits that are around you are not necessarily related to you but they need to work with you and some of them may not be good because of again um, it comes down to, um, like, for example, paranormal investigating. I found when I was doing some paranormal investigating, some of the people who came to these events had brought with them, a, a, um, you know, a, a, they're disturbed about something that happened at home or whatever. The spirits, these lost spirits, okay, these ghosts will be attracted to a person who, let's say, is, you know, still hasn't, hasn't let go of the fight he had with their spouse. Yeah. or she with her spouse right oh, and that kind of, exactly yes 
and and there's that heaviness to to somebody and they're 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 not quite clear of an incident or something like that right and that that just keeps going around in your own sphere okay your own aura and it attracts that negative energy the negative spirits that come to you and that's what needs to be addressed when you go to a real healer you know again indigenous knowledge systems and we'll get i think jean jerome had a question so i'll just make this point quickly um Mm -hmm. you know indigenous knowledge systems again not to universalize it you know Mm -hmm. what's different with that in the new age you know, systems, these are grounding rituals based in history and identity Absolutely. and ancestral acknowledgement, right? When, when this, this is what's beautiful about an altar. Our altars are our meeting place for our ancestors and our altars are grounding. You know, mm-hmm. we need to have our feet in the earth. We need to be alive within these elements, not mm-hmm. off in some kind of, um, you know, when we do this work properly, we get grounded. Right. We're going deeper into ourselves, deeper into the work, uh, deeper into life and 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 mm-hmm. to the truths of spirit. Right. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Was there a question? So the, the ancillary question with that. So we, we we talked about and it was very important. Like this is this is the 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 interviewer. This is the part we've been wanting to cover since we began this series, because it is the, mm-hmm. the, the part which is perhaps one of the most nebulous. Which we were trying to you know explain, and, and although I, although mm-hmm. you don't want to compartmentalize or you know delineate and so forth, but it's very important that people understand that all spirit possession, that all spirit influence, that is a positive, and that yeah, everything absolutely. has its right place and time, and and that there's you know a difference between yeah. you know familial uh, spirit and you know, your bloodline, where we call it, where the father sign iroso, it comes through the blood, and those that, which is very critical, which happens many times, that your guiding spirit, your primary ancestor, your joto in Vodou, is a, an adopted one, one who has adopted you because Thank of you. A, 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 um, an alignment of mission, destiny, and, and they see in you a way to carry on their divine mission. From from past Absolutely. generation, it's very Absolutely. we are an extension of them. This is why I say, exactly. you know, we are. It's an inter embodiment, and it's it's collaborative. We're interchanging with them, mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. I think that this, you know, there's so much to unlearn. I mean, part of for me going to train as a healer was ninety percent unlearning. You know, 100%. unlearning yeah. these categorizations, these false beliefs. Um, yeah. You know, yes, yeah. no, for sure. So, carrying on that, we've 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 released, touched on various types of spirits. Now, what about well, what would be the 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 name or the the classification or the description, the function of within the belief system of the Sangoma that would be equivalent to the higher or the spirits like the Orisha? Or Vodou. What 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 name well, would they call an ancestor? Amatlozi or Amatlozi. Amatlozi, okay. That's for, yeah, for the ancestors. Um Amatongo's dead, you know, the dead. But can also refer to the ancestors, right? Um yeah. And, and, what about, and are they they go ahead. sorry, go ahead, John Jerome. No, I say are are they 
So, for instance, uh, what about uh, in in uh, in Yoruba? They, say they call imule or irumale, which are divine beings. In other words, they're beings that were never human necessarily, but they're mm -hmm. they're considered to be higher. I guess uh, a spirit in in Judeo Christian or Islamic would, would be equivalent to the you know the angels or archangels, that type of of class, which we we call in. In Vodun, we call G Vodun. That was Voduns of creation, yeah. Vodun, like spirits yeah. that, that are emissaries of the divine, of the yeah, creator. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like are like, like, God, like um, yeah, like God, like, like gods I, or goddesses. How in, I guess in, 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 yes. in Palo, in, in Palo, we you know some like for instance within the uh, the Waganga or and and in terms of the Enganga in Cuba, they would, would refer to them as spirits like Ensasi. Uh, Lucero, uh, you know, there, there are many names of, uh, you know, uh, divinities which are, they're not human as such, but they're, they're, they're a force yeah. of nature yeah. and an agent of the creator. Yeah. And they what, can, what and, they can and what you're talking them. about too is important because they can be interconnected, yes. both those uh, spirits in nature and yes. also those gods or yes. goddesses. So, for yes. example, I had somebody come to me last week, uh, whatever. I had somebody come to me from Nigeria, and I could see that offerings needed to be made at a particular river and needed to be made for a particular ancestor. Now, this ancestor was a living woman at one time, right? Mm -hmm. But over time has become like an elevated god or goddess. I mean, I guess we could even say the same of... of um, of the saints, right? Of Santos, in in yes, a way, yes. right? You were living yes, people that have become living, yeah. And so absolutely. that work with her is he a direct lineage? Maybe, maybe not. But that that um, goddess of that mm -hmm. region needs tending to. And this is a big thing you're bringing up because the other thing over and above that, these spirits found in nature, nature spirits, again, English is limiting us, are yes. not mm -hmm. being taken care of. Every time I go and I'm offering tobacco or I'm praying somewhere, more and more I have spirits, even animal spirits that are coming yes. forward and saying, we haven't been fed. You know, so even when I go to my own ancestral grave, first of all, yeah. I have to acknowledge the indigenous people of that land who rest yeah. below the bones of my ancestors, who are the keepers. So that's the work that is also done, right? Because how do we take care of that, right? We also okay. take care of that. Uh, but when I go there, the, the, the deers come out, the bears, spirits come out, they all come out. And I now I bring fruit yeah. because... You know, this is why I keep saying living in another way, you know, is yes. death a facade? Is it an illusion? Probably, right? It's these things are living in another way. If we can understand that, if we can understand this continuum, this engagement, okay. uh, this living in another way, um, we understand our, our place and our work and, and mm -hmm. you know, uh, the importance of our work. So one of the quotes uh, that I wrote for tonight. Yes. No. Yeah. So the quote was focused on healing, right? And so yes. I, I, I was reflecting on it. So when we engage in personal and collective healing, we are part of a healing continuum. We are helping men, those before us who couldn't, those in the present who won't or can't, and those to come. 
They will need in order ancestors. Let us understand that healing is a responsibility that's part of a becoming, a part of becoming a collaborative and guiding ancestor. Therefore, our work, the healing work, is a requirement and it doesn't end, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 you know, indigenous communities here talk about this all the time, right? I am an ancestor in the making. I must be behaving that way. I must leave the world uh, in, in better than I found it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, you know, that is very much a shamanic way of looking at things. And that is basically what indigenous um, people of the land, no matter where, what part of the earth, you know, you can go to Siberia, you can go to South America. When you're dealing with the healers, they are the shamanic practitioners and they understand that intricate weave, that web. But, but, not, that just healers, but not just healers, the people understood this. You know, this and, is the and yes, and it, exactly, and yeah. that's another thing we don't do that in North America, and 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 I find that's very interesting. Yes, there is some of it, but I think the everyday person does not understand that, and I wonder if that has a lot to do with the fact that we've come from different lands and we come here and we share our cultures. But we are forgetting as we are becoming homogenized within this new culture of multi people, we're forgetting those those roots, those shamanic roots. We, we, we are and we aren't because we okay, so first of all, what tears us away from from our earth-based knowledge and togetherness and way of living mm -hmm. and being? Mm -hmm. is colonization, is patriarchy, yes, is these systems, these systems of oppression that, you know, we aren't post-colonial, right? We, we This is where we're still at. We aren't post-patriarchal. We're still here. So I think that's an important piece, right? And and, and capitalism mm -hmm. is interested in consumption, right? It, it, it's a, con we've, we, we live in consumptive societies. Thank so, you, yep. you know, it, it's moving away from that togetherness. It's moving. It's the opposite of what we, the people, are in need. Isn't it interesting that with this lockdown, I go out and I, I've never seen so many people walking in all my life. On a nice day, you can't even get to a trail because the cars are lined up like it's a mall. And I always laugh and say, you see, we're creatures. And this is yep. intrinsic to us. And when yes, you strip away is. consumption and you strip away technology, we know what we require for, you know, for our well-being. So I think that's a piece. And I think the other piece is, you know, particularly Absolutely. when people come to Canada, you know, we aren't really multicultural, which is a problematic term. There is a way to live and be here. There is a norm mm -hmm. that is set, a white supremacist norm, right? Mm -hmm. We are never led to forget Welcome to Canada. Everybody's welcome. It belongs to white people, right? That there's never that forgetting. So I always mm -hmm. feel like people aren't really properly given the place and space. There's this forest of culturation and assimilation where there isn't that freedom um, because fear of living no, in right. a place that isn't yours. So you know, I, I think it's there, okay. and it and it's and it's happening, right? And and mm -hmm. our problem is our systems that are not interested in soul being, you know, they're not interested. In, and let's look at most people around the world, especially people listening right now in developing countries, you know, life survival for, for the bulk of people, 
you know, I'm sitting comfortably in my chair with a full belly right now. You know, yeah. I don't have any violence in my home. I'm not going to go out in the street and fear I could be shot by police. There's violence that awaits me. Yeah. So, you know, for most people yeah. tending to yourself, you know, people are trying to tend to survival, you know, yeah. so part of our ancestral work, mm -hmm. is social justice work and ensuring, you know, we aren't just healers, we're activists. And, 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 and our responsibility is to care um, yeah. for each other in the whole, right? Good for you for addressing hey. that. Not absolutely. That's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. No. Now That's I'm going to get down to some, to a practical question. When people come to you for healing, okay. When you tell them what it is that they need, do you find sometimes, do you find that sometimes there's a resistance? Do you feel like they want to hear something like um, what I'm getting at is they want you to tell them something that they want to hear. Okay. In other words, they're not ready to listen to what they need to do or what they need to heal. Yeah. And do you find that in, in, in your community and what type of people are you dealing with? Like in your community? Yeah. Well, it's interesting what you're asking. And, and we talked about this a little bit previously yeah. and I ended yeah. up doing a post on Instagram uh, speaking to this, right? Like, you know, here to listen, right? Here to listen. You know, if, if you're asking for that guidance, you're asking for that truth, you can't expect to get the truth you want. You know, you're, exactly. you're going to get the truth, 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 that's required at that time, provided you're seeing somebody who's in order as a practitioner, right? The person's mm -hmm. not in order. They can tell you whatever they want. I know many people have been taken advantage of. Um, you know, yeah. by healers, by ministers, by imams, right? I, I understand there's that yeah. factor too. But, you know, first of all, ensure that you're seeing somebody who is trustworthy, who is reliable, right? And who is in order, you know, mm -hmm. that's really important. Healers lives, we're human, we're not perfect. You know, we have mm -hmm. our own problems, but you want to be consulting with somebody who you, you who has a handle on their own life, right? Their own life is mm -hmm. a complete mess. Um, mm -hmm. but, but the other piece is, you know, when you're coming for this, this isn't tarot card readings, you know, where, you know, next Thursday, and I'm not criticizing anyone who does tarot no, readings. No, no, no. Astrology, astrology is a, a powerful medicine. Oh, of course, the alarm goes off. A powerful medicine and a powerful tool. So, so I just, mm -hmm. oh, and I don't want to close this window. I, we're having a bit of a heat wave, aren't we? Um, yes, we are. <laughs> it's going to cool down somewhat. So yes. anyway, so I so I don't want to. Um, I, I I you know I'm not dis disparaging any anybody's practices, mm -hmm. uh, but when you're coming, you're you're coming to have have truths revealed to you. Now I always feel that when somebody comes, I'm often going to and Jean Jerome, you may find this too, and you as well, Teresa. You're often confirming what a person already sensed, felt, or knew to be true. So you'll say, you know, this friend of yours isn't to be trustworthy. And they'll say, you know what? I had a dream about this. Or you know what? I had a feeling that this wasn't in order. So mm -hmm. you may get some content and knowledge that's out of the blue, that's new to you. Yes. But often you're going to have things that are somewhat, um, you know, confirming, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. What's important is when you're given, uh, when you're given this suggested way forward, 
Mm -hmm. It's important that you take it and not just because it's good for you to do, but because you have interchanged with the ancestors. You have sought out, and I think this is particularly important in your, your even more so in your practice, Jean-Jerome, you've sought out, you know, you're appealing for guidance and help. So, you know, take it. Yeah. Take it. You know, avoid suffering further. Most of, many of us choose, you know, choose our own suffering. Um, and for some people, we have challenges, especially in the North. You know, if people are from, from Latin America, people are from Africa. It, it's difficult to, when you say you need to make traditional beer, it needs to be in Kamboti, you need this and this, and we can't get the ingredients here. That's mm -hmm. another matter. Then we're speaking to our ancestors and saying, hey guys, can we work together? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, substitute. Can I substitute yeah. with this? Oh, okay. I know you That's want the white coat. I found the brown. This is yeah, hard yeah. enough to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know, so so we yeah. but we must we must always put forth the greatest effort. The more effort we do, and more time we put in, you know, this is this is the greater outcome for ourselves. And what we need, what we want, and what we need are not always the same. You want that boyfriend, Absolutely. you know, you're going to hang on to him, and but. But he's no good for you. So your yeah, ancestors, yeah. You know, they're 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 watching out for you. So you yeah, might not absolutely. like it. You absolutely. Know, that, yeah. that, that, that's the biggest thing for 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 Ifa, for any diviner is when, especially you know, if you've consulted Ifa, Ifa says, look, I had a, you know I've had situation where people come to me. Ifa says. Uh, you know, you've tried to do different works or different things to try to get back together with this person, mm -hmm. bring this person back. However, uh, Ifa says, you know, this person is no good for you. And it's your ancestors and the Orishas that are basically trying to get it, get the person out of your, out of your life. And, and the person, you know, sometimes people don't want to hear it because they're, no, you know, they don't want to hear there's, it. There's hurt. There's, uh, pain, yeah. there's pride, yeah. there's um, ego, and everything. Mm -hmm. That's why Ifa, we, you know, they yeah. they use the term. It's it's often it's so overused sometimes in Ifa. Like we'll say they'll say Iwa, Iwa Pele, balanced character, and a character in equilibrium, good character. They'll use the term over and over, but they, nobody really grasps it. Yeah, right? it's mm -hmm. just something which mm -hmm. is more fashionable to say. But, mm -hmm. but at mm -hmm. the end of the day is. You have asked the spirit world, and the spirit world has responded, whether it be an ancestral spirit, whether it be mm -hmm. an orisha, whether it be fa, whether mm -hmm. it be uh, uh, whatever spirit is responded. Mm -hmm. They've given you the truth. They've told you the reality of the situation. You mm -hmm. have to have the courage and the discipline for, and the honesty with yourself. Say, is this advice valid? And if it is valid, then I must apply my own medicine. And the first medicine is Ori, your head, right? Because if your head yeah. is in the wrong place or your head resists, mm -hmm. nothing can be done, right? Yeah. You, you, yeah. I, I say you could you could eliminate half half the animals at a farm in an offering, and then won't we'll, you know? However, if you have intent, if you have alignment with Ori, if you have alignment with your Joto, if you have alignment with the purpose of the message, and you even Offer a piece of bread, uh, you know, some That's some right. honey and all that, and you do it with the intent, yeah. with the libation, with the That's with right. the, 
you can accomplish more than killing half a farm. That's right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I Absolutely. think I think part of this is tied in with another pandemic that we have yes. that may be just as dangerous as COVID, and that's the pandemic of control. You know, sure. part of part of the political structures we have in the society we mm -hmm. live in gives us an illusion of control. That's why with this pandemic, people are freaking out because yeah. we yeah. don't have control yeah. over it. But guess what? You know, we yeah. don't have control over anything. So, no. um, you know, your, your, way forward, up. <laughs> your way forward and your healing path is surrender. That doesn't mean Absolutely. give your power away. It means surrender mm -hmm. as to be empowered, right? Mm -hmm. And, and this control is so... And the problem with control is it keeps people in their head and keeps them out Absolutely. of. Absolutely. It, it doesn't take them to that place. It keeps them in their head in a way that's different than what you're talking about, Jerome. Uh, they're, it's they're healthy. Yeah, they're not taking care of their head in a way. Okay. Having an integration, they're mm -hmm. just allowing this. It's it's the brain, not the head. It's it's the brain that becomes this kind of machine and unhealthy. And and anxiety is often tied in with that. I'm not saying all the time, but, you know, um, we really have to do something about this control. And, and I think if we felt like, mm -hmm. I think if we felt some true empowerment, you know, you got your own land, you got your own chickens, you've got land is important to empowerment. Mm -hmm. um, I think if people felt truly empowered, spiritually, socioeconomically, um, mm -hmm. I think that it would really, um, go a long way right no i yeah. agree i i totally, totally agree 100 percent. i'm gonna post one question uh, which i was leaving and this is from uh claire constantin baron and she asks how do you know for sure who the right spirit is to let in good question, good question. Good question. You don't, Claire. <laughs> I think you know, you do and you don't. So, so first of all, when we do this work, we can't do it alone. If I have somebody coming to see me and it's a big quote unquote job, I'm going to call Jean Jerome and say, I need your help to work on this. So we can't, people are all in their houses with their crystals by themselves doing everything alone. You can't. You can't. It's important to have to see somebody to 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 have divination and to get clear on who's who and what's what. Right? And if you can't do it yourself, obviously, I mean, we can do um, a certain amount on our own. We can meditate yeah. and we can try to get yeah. the answers. But if it's really difficult for you, there is no harm in coming to, let's say, Jean Jerome or yourself and find yeah. out who are the spirits and how can they help me. Yeah. How and can it, they help me right. and how can I work with them? Yeah. And also, if you're asking, you know, if you're asking, I'm not sure about this spirit, that's telling you something already. Now, some spirits yeah. aren't necessarily bad, negative, evil, harmful. Some of them need to be cleaned up themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, they're and out of they're order. They're coming to you for that, right? And if, and if you're a healer, that's your work to do. If you're a lay person, that's not. I do not recommend that, right? Because you're, mm -hmm. you're, that's a, not suggested. As you start to, if you have a teacher, if you're learning, which is important, especially when you're coming into this work and you start learning, 
that will become clarified through the ritual, through the ceremonies, and through the work with your teacher or your mentor. That spirit's mm -hmm. going to come forward one way or another. That's going to come forward, and it's going to reveal itself. Mm -hmm. Navigating all these things in your in our own capacity, especially if we're called to heal and we're entering that, most of these things you can't navigate on your own. Now, I will say there are people, I'm seeing a number of people right now that are called to heal, but are called to work directly with the ancestors without a specific teacher. So I am seeing that. However, sure. they still need guidance. They 100%. still need feedback. They still need a mentor or somebody to get, you know, mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. is what happened. What do you think? We we need each other, right? We, we need, need a community. community. We need a community. Yeah, we need a absolutely. Community. absolutely. And I think you're doing this work, right? I mean, that's what's so important about what you guys are absolutely. doing. And I think also with regards to what uh, Claire was saying, too, is making sure when you are in that um that mode to communicate and find out what is the correct spirit or who is that spirit is yeah. to make sure that you are protected. Okay. On a psychic level, that yeah. means you, you should be involved in some or have a mentor that can teach you the framework to, to call up the protective spirits, to call up what, whatever it is that you do. You know, I, I do a protective circle. I call in the elements. Okay. I call in my ancestors guides and angels etc and once I've got that all set up you know like in other words you know I've prepared the table I you know before I call the guest in is he a guest or not well I will yeah. find that out after you're I gonna know yeah yeah but I think, I and think then you bring them in then you'll get an idea of what and who it is that's right if you're willing to work that way right yeah. but again you know, you do need help with that, definitely. And you're making an important point. Cleansing and protection go together. Absolutely. So cleansing and protection is ongoing. And and smudging is nice. And smudging mm -hmm. is its own medicine, right? But sometimes what is required is more than that. So mm -hmm. uh, what mm -hmm. I find particularly in, in, in Canada, in mainstream Canadian society, people are not cleaning up. To such a degree, I can I can go down the street and cross the street. I'm like, ooh, this person, like their spirit, literally smelly, right? Like people are not cleaning up, and the cleaning up and the you can protect yourself, but if 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 you're not cleaned up, so in Bungoma work, we use uh, emetics, palaza, futa. We use steaming. We use enemas, ingeba. We have a special protection cuts in medicine, special acupuncture. Cleansing and protection is ongoing. Most South Africans you speak to, most Black South Africans that are not religious have some method, or even religious, have some method of cleaning up. They're even, you know, even cleaning out your tummy, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the Epsom salts or the, uh, what do they call in Jamaica? Uh, washout? What do they call it? It's called in Jamaica? Washout, something like that. Can't remember. Um, you know, to clean you out. So, so people aren't even doing that. They're not, they're mm -hmm. not in those, and those plants, they work not just on our body. They're working in every capacity on us. We, those mm -hmm. plant people are our helpers. And, and, you know, in this country in particular, in mainstream society, yeah. people are quick to go to the pills, but, but not quick to, and get clear just because, you know, you read in this month's article that this herb is great. Doesn't mean it's for you. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's Absolutely. for you. Absolutely. 
Um, yeah. So getting clear, getting clear on who you are, on your spirit, the ancestors working with you, the spirits working with you, who's going to stay, who's got to go. You know, this mm -hmm. is how we come to get in order. And, and we also work psychosocially. The counseling is important. You know, the counseling is important. You can have some people that are only doing the psychosocial talk therapy. That, that mm -hmm. isn't enough for healing mm -hmm. a whole being. You can have mm -hmm. people that are engaged uh, in ritual and ceremony, but, but aren't really necessarily addressing some deep-seated hurts, wounds, experiences, and beliefs. So, mm -hmm. you know, our healing needs to, it needs to encompass all of that, right? And every person's toolbox Absolutely. is a little mm -hmm. bit different. Uh, and so getting clear on on what you require for your whole being. Um, mm -hmm. So that will help you to answer, you know, what's in order with you? What's in order spiritually? What's in order with your body? You know, all of those things. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. Um, so now it brings me to the part where I love everything that you've said and everything. Yourself. What brought you down this path? I mean, you've, we've already addressed the fact here you are, you know, well, all of us were white people and we're involved in an African traditional religion. What made you or what was your calling? Like, what made you go down that path? How yeah, did yeah. you know that this is what it was? This was what was for you? Yeah. Well, I saw it online. I paid for it and I did it. No, I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but listen, okay, that's another issue, right? Because yeah. because we could also have we could have a whole conversation here, even just about cultural appropriation, right? Because that yeah. that's an issue. Yeah. And there are people Absolutely. that are working with these traditions that are culturally appropriating, you know, uh, we could have a conversation. What's authentic, right? Um, mm -hmm. let's say you're from that region, that's your language, that's where you're born, and you're not working authentically, right? We 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 could mm -hmm. talk all day, right? We could have a long conversation about that. Um, so let me be clear. I didn't choose this. Um, you know, I didn't choose it. I, I went to South Africa. My husband's South African at the time. He was my boyfriend. And I went to visit him and uh, just nearing very recent uh, post-apartheid, like a month after Mandela had been inaugurated. And mm -hmm. him and I at 19 decided we were going to backpack uh, throughout the whole continent. And for me, uh, I wanted to explore and have an adventure. And for him as a white South African, he wanted to know what does this mean? You know, being this white settler and this white South African in this continent. So we, we traveled, we didn't do anything touristy at all. We stayed in truck stops and communities. And I think we stayed in two halls. Um, and so I got sick almost immediately, you know, white Canadian girl, he could eat everything off the street. I got sick immediately, <laughs> malaria, maybe dysentery, stirring of typhoid, the whole nine yards. Oh, God. Um, I know. Now, if I knew now, if I, too bad I didn't know then, I would have gone to see a healer and I would have gotten medicines, right? But I didn't. Uh -huh. Even though I grew up with a, a grandma who was you know, herself. So I, um, I was, I, I was incredibly sick and, and kept traveling sick and, and, and getting marginally better, you know, taking antibiotics, but not well. Yeah. And then yeah. had a night, uh, we were actually going to volunteer in Rwanda. It was just nearing the end of the genocide. And so we were on the Mwanza border and, okay. um, and I, my, my health gave in completely. I was really sick and my partner thought this woman's not going to make it this fever and she's just not going to make it. Oh, so wow. I ended up 
Yeah, and then we were broke by that stage. So I ended up um, coming back to South Africa and mm -hmm. seeing doctors, and I was just sick all the time. Was just sick mm -hmm. all the time. Um, well, first I went back to South Africa, then I went back to Canada. I was sick all the time. Nothing was working. Tried everything. Uh, mm -hmm. You name it, I tried it. Um, mm -hmm. And nothing helped and nothing worked. So I was introduced to Vern Harper, an Indigenous elder here in Toronto, a Cree elder, and yes. uh, a friend of mine, an Indigenous friend of mine, Brian Marion, said, you haven't tried everything. Go see my elder. And so I started participating in, in his community. I started going to sweats, uh, doing, you know, yearly fasting and really found a home. Uh, oh, this is what this land is. Oh, this is what spirit is. Oh, I understand this. This, this feels good. This feels mm -hmm. right. Um, mm -hmm. So things change for me, but I'm still not well. I'm still getting weird experiences at night and hearing mm -hmm. flapping. I'm having nightmares. Things aren't in order. So we go back to South Africa and I'm now open to this way. And I see a traditional healer um, mm -hmm. because I'm open to this. And she said, uh, uh, you have a calling to heal. And unless you do it, you're going to die. So oh, I mama. told my white South African in-laws that I was going to move to the township to be a traditional healer in 1997. <laughs> um, <laughs> And they, what, a witch doctor? Um, and so I moved there. I moved there. Wow. I lived there. Um, you know, I lived there for four months. I trained. Um, I wasn't given any privileges. I did, you know, I went through the process everybody goes through. Um, uh -huh. For time's sake, I won't get into that process. We'd be here all night. Um, and then <laughs> so I finished and I was living on a farm. I graduated. Um, I moved back to my farm. And uh, I'm like, now what? I'm a white Canadian Jewish Sangoma. Like, this is crazy. And my, you know, lovely husband said, you open the doors, you see the people. So um, it was really becoming the height of the HIV epidemic. So I was working with the people. Mm -hmm. And it was, this was, it was still bad. in Africa, correct? It's in South Africa, yeah, outside of Joburg. Okay. And things were not, things were not improving. Um, things were getting really bad. And so I decided I got to get more involved. So I ended up doing a variety of things. I was involved in um, community-based research. I was involved. I worked at the government hospitals, Baragwanath, Helen Joseph, Joburg Jen, at the AIDS clinics there, providing medicine, providing counseling. Uh, mm -hmm. It was really hard work. After a year and a half, I was like, I'm burnt out. I mm -hmm. I need a break because it was really the height of the epidemic. It was it was wow. awful. Um, but I still had the privilege. I mean, I still had the privilege to go back to my home and my safe life and to be affected, but not affected. Right. And then right. I got offered um, work in Botswana to work on the national uh, HIV AIDS program and mm -hmm. went down there and did that. And that was very problematic um, that they hired me, that I was overpaid, that they hadn't hired somebody local. It was it was a problem. For, for me, I mean, clearly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and so I did that work there. And then I was called to come home and arrived home and sort of felt, OK, I'm white. I have a, a Canadian accent. I have a passport, but I feel like I've landed on Mars. You know, I just and it, it gave me so much empathy for newcomers who don't speak English, who are not white. You know, how the hell do people do this? 
you know, I have all these privileges and, and, and citizenship and it was really hard. And we lived in an apartment. So my healing room was in a closet and, and it was hard. And you know, you got to kill chickens or goats. It's not easy getting chickens and goats and sneaking it past your neighbors and, you know, doing the work you do and drumming and, you know, it is not easy in this context at all. Um, mm -hmm. But I just, I, nothing can stop the work, right? Nothing can stop it. So, mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. I've been here about 10 or 15 years. We go home every year. My husband's family are there and I work with people there. I, I mean, I work with people like, like you guys all over the world. Um, and this is life. You know, I, I, I taught for almost 10 years at Seneca College in social service work. Um, and that was great because it, it, it's given me a lot of extra tools in terms mm -hmm. of working with people. Um, but I was just shown, that's it, Rebecca, quit that job. You got to be doing this full time um, yeah, because no. doing the healing work is existence. You know, it, it's, it's life. It isn't, oh, I'll do something else. Like, you know, many of us have, have you know, a few jobs. Um, mm -hmm. You know, because if you want to be rich, you, you're not you're not doing this you're not job. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, um, so mm -hmm. so that's how it sort of that's been my path, and 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 that's life for me. And wow. wherever I am, whatever I'm doing, it, it's just non it's non negotiable. And and I and for a mm -hmm. few reasons, I'm called to do it. There isn't a choice in the matter, and it's very no. important to honor okay. these traditions and the people, especially you know, as a foreigner to honor the, the the communities and our teachers and um, and with a privilege, you know, this is a privilege. This is not our birthright. We're privileged with this. So it's very important for me that I uphold the work uh, in the, in the best way possible um, because this is a privilege to do this work. And as you guys know, it's a privilege to be of service to people. It's very intimate, you know, it's very intimate um, engaging with people at that, at that core level and what you see and what you feel in that time with them. This is not, um, you know, as simple as talk therapy, you know, and it, it's hard. There's a mm -hmm. lot of responsibility, but but it's a privilege that we have, um, you mm -hmm. know, and for those that are healers, you know, we really have to make sure we, we forget this. We have to make sure we take care of ourselves and we're in order too. Um, mm -hmm. Otherwise, mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure you guys have made that mistake. I have, you know, give, give, give. And, you know, the wells run dry now. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Nope. Oh, Absolutely. So, so sure, yeah. Making sure that we we do those things, too, you know, is so key for um, for us in, in this work. Yeah. Well, I, I think you've answered all of my questions. I'm, I'm going down my list here and uh, hold on. So, so while you're looking for the questions, Claire Constant Baron says, thank you. I certainly protect myself and agree that a mentor is very important to have. Thank you again. Very informative. Great. Thank you, Claire. Thanks, Claire. Thank you for tuning in, Claire, yeah. and, and, and participating. I, you know, that means a lot to us, too, because, I mean, I have my questions, right? I feel they're, they're answered or I might have missed something or whatever, but sometimes, you know, like Claire or anybody in our audience to come forward, you know, because sometimes they'll ask a question that is, like, Oh yeah, that's a good one. You know, and away we go, you know, we need to know, you know, and there's, and I think that that's important in the sense that ancestrally, 
our spirits are talking through people who are joining us tonight, right? Or any of our, you know, past Fridays, right? They're here for a reason. They need to hear this. Their ancestors are bringing them forward to listen to this. This is the ancestral law eyes. They are here to hear. They are here to learn. And with that, there's a certain amount of healing that transpires on their level as well. So I think it's very important with regards to our um, the the audience that tunes in. Definitely. I yeah, think. and I think it's important to the work that you're doing. You know, spirit cuts across um, <laughs> nations, gender. You know, spirit. Well, we have to acknowledge those identities and 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 beware of our positionality. We also have to be reminded. Um, how spirit cuts through that thing, you know, that what we're learning, what people are learning with COVID is the importance of togetherness. You know, people are always, oh, people, they're so frustrating. And now people are like, I miss people. You know, will I ever be in a crowd again? That's you know, it. will I ever no. go to a concert? You know, uh, this know. Is, yeah, it's a good teaching, the, the importance of togetherness. And we each offer our own gifts and abilities and, and, and we need to be val valuing that. Um, we need to be valuing that in each other, you know? No, for and, sure. And, and for me, for us, it's very important because, again, we, we started off by describing that the the actual world of the ancestors, when we're talking about what we call Joto, guiding spirit, Oba Ego Namoni, whatever term is used, whatever language is used, it's very important, especially for people that that follow, you know, the Consejo Cultural Yoruba. As you say, your your Nigerian friends, your uh, you know anybody who follows Ifa and Arisa, uh, to understand that the framework of Ifa and and the the spirit of Ifa, the teaching of Ifa are universal. But in order to have a deeper understanding, even of Ifa, especially if you're going to uh, help and really bring about or assist with healing with people which may have a very different ancestral, ancestral lineage and ancestral background, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it's extremely important not to simply look at, uh, you know, the, the, the process of healing or this process of the spirituality or the, or the, 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 the uh, metaphors, the, the essay, fa, the stories solely from one uh, cultural, or one ancestral yes. image, but more from a universal uh, aspect, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of the mm -hmm. things that uh, I was actually, I posted it today in the Consejo Yoruba. Um, uh, I believe it's, it was the, the son of uh, Popula actually posted something which was very, very uh, apt, saying that, you know, there's a lot of, many belief systems, even in Ifa, especially, there's a lot of emphasis put on memorization of essay Ifa and poetry mm -hmm. and all that. But the, the, mm -hmm. the, although that is a necessary aspect to you know to preserve orally the tradition and to have a you know at least a, a reservoir of of essay Ifa or metaphors and stories from Ifa to illustrate uh, a situation for a client, it must still be applied humbly to the ancestral lineage and to, to the situation, to the context in which the person is living and where they come from. Because otherwise, the healing aspect, the, the real divinatory aspect is lost. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just reciting. And that's know, the nature of it. 
And that, that, that's, and that's, the, that's the nature of this medicine is that there okay. is, it, it, it is, you know, we, we are adapting. There is some mm-hmm. adaptability. I mean, there's certain things I get a bit traditionalist where I'm like, oh, other people are doing this. I mean, this isn't traditionally how it's done. I, you know, I, I know okay. I'm getting older when I start doing that. Right. When I'm like, what yeah, the yeah. heck is this? Right. Um, mm-hmm. but, but we know adaptability, cultural hybridity. This is, you know, this is our ancestors did that. It, it was okay. their adaptations that created these 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 practices to begin with. However, Absolutely. we want to remain accountable. You know, we want to remain accountable. And even though we're not trying to locate an origin of something, you know, I mean, anthropology, you know, always looks at that. You know, can we let's not start trying to find the origin of it because of these cultural mm-hmm. things, because it's not necessary. But but the accountability is really important for me too, you know, and you can't learn this on the internet, you know, you can't learn, you know, and you can't learn, you can't have a spiritual life that, that because you've read 200 of, you know, these books, you know, there's only so much and and, and I'm an author. So I I believe very strongly Mm -hmm. in books and I'm an educator, but you Mm -hmm. know, there's an experiential uh, proponent that is key here, right? That is really key. Hands in the earth, hands in our offerings. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that's going out in nature, making those offerings, speaking. You know, we are creatures. Um, mm-hmm. So, so I also want. You know, one of the things that concerns me in the society we're in now is information versus knowledge. So, just because you're reading on everything or you're extremely yeah. informed, that isn't the same as knowledge, right? So. Point. It's, it's the application yeah. of what you read and your perception of what yeah, you read and the discernment. Yeah, but not just reading because, you know, for me, I was speaking to my husband the other night and we were talking about these different people. And I said, you know, our worldview has been incredibly altered. You know, backpacking for eight months where you're in the minority, you don't speak the language, like experiences like that inform in, in something in you. Not everyone has had that, right? It's like um, not everything can be learned in books. Not There's a difference with information and knowledge. For both of you, when you came to these traditions, you had to learn fast. This is knowledge. This isn't about memorizing. Uh-huh. And, and I believe you have a lot of that in your tradition, Jean Jerome, right? There's a lot yeah. of it's scholarly, right? It is scholarly, even if it's or- the oral tradition. It's still, yeah. you know, the- we're also talking about intellectual. We're not just talking about feely feels. We're talking about these African practices, African spirituality as sciences, as scholarly, as intellectual, right? Um, but I- I'm just saying information and knowledge aren't the same. You know, everything can't can't be learned on the Internet. That is not experiential. No. you have to you have to uh, at some point in time you have to experience what you what you learned right that's the only way to go forward and to grow no and the fact that that i always say ifa and any of these uh, belief systems these are systems that have an open dialogue it is not (laughs) one size fits all or dogmatic it's not static and we're not all the same 
Exactly. It's very individualized. That's the thing that I found with Ifa. It's not this framework, you know, within this framework, if you do this, this will happen. It is not. It is so individualized to the point where, you know, you're you're being told what to eat and what not to eat. And not because you're going to offend someone. It's for your own good. It's for your yeah. health. Okay. I, and that's it, how individualized yeah. it can be, right? Yeah. I, mean, I do think it's point. important. In, in, in engaging in these practices, I think it's important that they are anti-oppressive, that they are inclusive, I that, see. you know, that things, you know, patriarchy creeps in. Is patriarchy really part of tradition? You know, I often wonder, is it or are these these colonial, you know, I'll give you a perfect example. I used to talk to my students and we used to talk about um, most of my students were racialized and marginalized. And a lot of them were from the, the African diaspora. And we talk about when you got punished and you got beat, right? You got beat. And it was interesting to hear people talk about, well, that's just cultural. Getting beat's mm -hmm. just cultural. But when we start to research that history, we find out, is it really cultural or is this a colonial practice? Were people mm -hmm. their kids, you know, mm -hmm. pre-contact? We, we certainly don't have any record of that. So I also mm -hmm. think that's interesting about what's considered traditional. Um, and I think I think we have to try and ensure that that our practices and our, um, you know, our methods are anti-oppressive, are inclusive, are non-judgmental. Mm -hmm. We deal with a lot mm -hmm. of different people. And you can yeah. say, you know, oh, well, they people don't know how I feel. If you don't agree with something, yeah, they do. They know it and mm -hmm. they feel it. And um, and mm -hmm. so that's important, too, in that person's individual uh, choices. Right. Those are important pieces, too. No, for okay. sure. Um, John Jerome, do you want to read what? Because um, yeah, I, I can't. Mike asked the question: If you fall into a coma with health issues and come out of the coma, I guess with no health issues, is there a belief or thought regarding when no individual healer is involved? Not quite sure. Okay, let's. Let's break it down to, all right, you've got a health issue and you go into a coma, okay? And and I guess what he's trying to say, is there a belief system or thoughts that can address this or help you? And, you know, is there a little bit more involved where maybe a healer is to be involved? I don't know. Am I reading this correctly? So the, the commas are interesting because commas often involve <laughs> not always, often involve some kind of disjointing, this this spiritual disconnection or disjointing, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, people that I've worked with in comas, it's often about, sometimes they're very frustrated because they can't commu communicate what they need to, and then I, I help do that. Um, or sometimes it's about calling them back or letting them go. Um, it, it's difficult to say, listen, we'd have to... I. I'd have to throw the boats for you specifically. You know, you're different than than the guy beside you who went into a coma, right? So, you know, what caused the coma, right? Is the is the coma caused from things that are um, not in alignment? Have you know? Are there a series of accidents? Things aren't in order. Is it tied in with witchcraft? Again, I'm careful with that notion because healers mm -hmm. love to throw it around. Everything's you've had. You have a calling or somebody's putting medicine on you, Tagati. Yeah. So I'm careful with that. 
That can be mm -hmm. a factor. How did you come out of the coma? Was it the ancestors that were helping to bring you out? Were there people praying on your behalf that were helped doing that healing work to bring you back? Are you back because there's work you're supposed to be doing? You're called okay. to do something important. Um, so it can be it can be a number of factors. What you want to get clear on is why did the coma happen to begin with, other than yeah. in the first you know, place? Yeah, um, and and what's needed to kind of restore it. I don't know. My feeling with you is that um, you know you had some people really watching out for you to help bring you back. Um, that's my feeling for you. And the other piece is that you're here because there's work for you to do. And my feeling is that you already know what that is more or less. You're just doubting it and you're, um, you know, you're kind of putting it off or procrastinating or doubtful. Um, mm -hmm. But again, every person's different, right? Uh, sometimes people, I don't know if you guys get this, people message me, what does this dream mean? It's like, well, it depends, you yeah. know. It, it, it depends. One person's, mm -hmm. you know, a snake for one person in their garden. Um, you were born with respiratory issues, which pushed me into a coma, but I awoke a week later with never had. Yay. Well, that's great. So you need to give thanks. You know, yeah. that brings us, yeah, that brings us to a, a, a key thing. Are we showing gratitude, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis? Mm -hmm. We're really quick to say, give me, give me, I want, I need. Um, you know, I always Good say, most of, yeah, most of praying, number one is listening, just shut up and listen. And um, I mean, That's they right. call it meditation, but in these traditions, people have been doing this since time immemorial, right? Listening to their ancestors, uh, quieting themselves as to a tune. And also mm -hmm. the other big piece of prayer is thank you. And, and we all have something to be give to give thanks for every day. We all have at least one thing. So, Absolutely. you know, as they say, if you're not grateful for what you have, why would you be grateful for more? Um, so, you Big, know, yeah. And, and thank you for rate. sharing that that miracle with us. You know, we love to hear that. Mm -hmm. We love mm -hmm. to hear. No doubt you had a few aunties out there praying for you, um, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and some healing happened for you, you know. Now, there's something you brought up, um, the word witchcraft, okay, and uh, you touched upon this, that sometimes people can throw bad energies at other people. How do you, how do you um, address that? Like, how do you know? Like, when somebody comes to you, do you think that they, they automatically know, or do you find that people will jump to that conclusion and say, oh, my God, there's something wrong with me, and I know it's it's witchcraft or someone's thrown it at me. It and, then, yeah. and then you have other people who are in denial. Yeah, They're yeah. sitting back, and, and, you know, their yeah. ego prevents them from coming forward and asking I think I've had some bad juju thrown my way. Yeah, yeah. How do I deal with this? Right. Instead well, I mean, of, oh, a I lot can of handle it, I can deal yeah. with this. Or a lot of it's informed by people's worldviews, right? A lot of it's informed by how they were raised, what their world, what the religious and spiritual uh, worldview is. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of talk. First of all, I want to say, I, I don't want to misuse the word witchcraft because witchcraft mm -hmm. isn't necessarily negative for people working in the, in the Wiccan tradition. So I just want to say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm know, referring to bad juju, right? That's like bad. Yeah. Bad medicine. Yeah, yeah. Right? So people throwing, you know, harm and listen, it's a problem. People do it. 
People do it. People want to hurt other people. If you're interested in that, don't call me, please. Or probably you guys either. Um, you know, it, it's not a resolve. You know, I'm going to appeal to people not to go that route. Because even if it works short term, it's not worth the consequence on you. You know, we believe very strongly what is sent out comes back tenfold. We're, we're taught that. So, so there's no reason to be, um, you know, when I'm, I'm, that's why I'm careful. You know, I don't jump to conclusions. I want to be really clear before I start. Uh, I want to be really clear in my assessment. Is there harm being thrown at you? And, and I'm mm -hmm. careful before I start using names. And if something mm -hmm. is, there, my interest is, how do we obliterate it? I'm not interested yeah. in sending it back. We don't need no. this bouncing around. No. Let's, no, get, no. let's get rid of it. So that, yes. that's how I operate. That, that's, that's my Absolutely. chief. Absolutely. I, I can also start working. I've had this with two or three people where I start working on doing body work, especially people with have uh, pain and symptoms that, that seems to move around the body mysteriously. And when they start to have some personality changes, you know, they're unusually depressed, lethargic. Mm -hmm. uh, we have certain symptoms of certain illnesses, right? Mm -hmm. uh, when, when we start to see that, there's, you know, you can deal with a certain entity that it isn't obvious to you. But when you start working on the, on the body and doing that energy and that work with people, you're like, hello, here it is. Um, mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you can also deal with, with possession. You know, sometimes you can see it out the gate. Sometimes you start working with somebody and out it comes. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot of energies. And I, and I really want to speak to people about the importance of protecting yourself right now. And, and not just against coronavirus, you know. <laughs> yeah, we no. Lot, we have a lot of spiritual energies and we have a lot of entities that I'm not going to get into now that are that are that are among Thank us. You. So, mm -hmm. you know, people need to be cleaning up. And people need to be protecting themselves. Now, I'm not going to say, okay, Rebecca, how? One, two, three, four, five. We all like the five steps. Everybody's mm -hmm. different. But the yeah. number one protective mechanism are your ancestors because they shield. Uh, they shield you. They protect you. They, with the shits flying, for lack of a better word, they help it not to hit you. And that's probably the same for the Orishas, right? When things are in alignment, um, then life can go on as it will um but 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 you and your family are 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 in order and we want to try and bring um how we're in order to others don't just sit in your house and protect yourself and forget everybody else take care of yourself take care of your home and then and then it's you know we're meant to be caring for others too the community as a um the outer yeah. community as a whole no yeah. for sure we have to we have to address that type of thing you know um it's interesting um there's so many people when it comes to protection people always forget about their ancestors you're and and this is something i i'm i'm part of a an admin on a different group okay and i always tell people your first line of defense are your ancestors not the gods and goddesses of, you know, because you're attracted to the Egyptian mythology or the Norse mythology or whatever, right? Um, you know, yes, okay, of course, right? But at the same point, at the same time, your first and foremost are going to be your ancestors, okay? So find out who your yeah. ancestors are. They're Ask resource. Your, yeah. Exactly. Why they are, they're the, they're the, um, 
I'm trying to draw the analogy in football. They're the uh, the linebackers, right? They're the, yeah, yeah. they're the guys with the muscle, you know, and they're plowing through for you. Why would you go and ask the punter, the guy back there, right, for help? He's just going to kick the ball. That's all he's going to do, you know? So, oh, we got um, a good question Beth, from Beth. Beth, yes, go ahead, Beth. Yeah, so that's a good question. What if your ancestors were a pack of racists? Well, listen, all three of us are white, so we can assume they were, right? We can assume that they were, and we can assume that, you know, unfortunately, we're complicit in this, right? That's why this work is so important because it helps us take up that history. It helps us to uh, mend in the present, right? It helps us to do that. Um, you're not gonna like all your ancestors. You know, some you're gonna like more than others. Again, we don't wanna convert, uh, confuse our ancestors with the dead. Our, our elevated wise ancestors are, are, are you, you know, they're not, you know, God willing, they, they, they won't be racists. Um, but I think what you're talking about is so important. And that is how do we take up, as I said earlier, these histories, right? Where um, for a lot of people, for us, there's probably more oppression, but there's also been oppressed. I mean, I know in my line, there's been women burned at the stake as witches, right? I know that for example. Um, so, Part of the work we're doing in our own healing work, we're healing them and our work with them, we're healing ourselves, right? The mm -hmm. two, the two go hand in hand. And so, yep. you know, for you working on being a good ancestor, being anti-oppressive, taking up, um, tr trying to write, you know, um, that's how you help tend to that. And um, it's true. Our histories are complicated. Our presence are complicated. Um, you know, we have ancestors that have hurt other people. Uh, you know, we've also been afflicted upon. It's challenging. This is why I believe we seen Dao, the water spirit work is, is so important because it takes that up. It really, you know, this foreign ancestry um, really calls us to mend that work internally and together. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. because how the only way we're going to take it up is doing our own work and then doing that work together and and, mm -hmm. and through, you know, verbal dialogue, but also spiritual dialogue. These things need mending. You know, they mm -hmm. need mending and we and we we have to do our part. Um, I does that answer no, I, your question, Beth? I hope it I hope a little bit. I think it's also important to understand that, um, you know, when we say ancestors, it's not just the blood ancestors that are our first line of defense. They can be part of that. But we're talking about also, um, as Jean Jerome has mentioned, our Johto, our actual spiritual guides who can be of different ethnic origin and of different um, time period, for example, too. And it's important to know who they are because they are going to help you. They're going to help you on your path but they're also going to be the ones that are going to protect you okay yeah. so I, yes it, it, it's it's more than just addressing us as being white and our our uh, racist ancestors there are others that are coming into play to help us to help that healing okay and they will be black they will be native they will be 
from whatever culture, okay? And they are there to help us and to understand that, right? Yeah. That's part and, and of that we, ancestral. It's true. And, and we have to take that up. You know, we need to be better white people. You know, we, we have to take that up. Um, for me, I work predominantly with racialized, marginalized people. Do I choose that because it feels like the right thing to do or because my ancestors, things need to be rectified? And that's part of, you know, karmic work. I, I think what's important is that we also need to look to our own traditions. That's important. Right. We talked about cultural appropriation. We have to look to our own traditions. And I think we we are endeavoring to live in the best way we can as people. That's why I say the social justice and the healer go go hand in hand. Our job is to support the most vulnerable. Our job is to be empathetic to the most vulnerable in our society. Our job is to care for, empathize, uh, you know, and not just caretake, but. Mm -hmm. speak on you know, you know speak out right um yeah so these things are speak very important yeah yeah because you have lots of people that are like oh you know they're doing this work in their own little world and there's no people of color and the, and the social political stuff is a reality right um and and we do need to take that up and i think if we're doing the healing work meaningfully and deeply i think we are taking that up because that should mm -hmm. also be externalized you know yeah. But yeah. I, and I think I think it's also very important um, because uh, to, to Beth's again comment, you know about our family, our ancestry, but also again this concept of a joto, uh, uh, which would be an ancestor which has adopted us because we the, the individual at that particular time that spirit that's incarnate has a similar mission affinity spiritual yes. affinity, and there's almost like a a, a pact. Uh, between yes. it and, and your Odi, your, your your divine head or soul, to guide you through this world together with your protective Orisha or spirit, whatever, your guardian angel, what we say, guardian angel. But I think it's very important to understand that what we see is, is oftentimes not what the representative necessarily of also even from a blood perspective, your... your um, genetic lineage or your genetic history right mm -hmm. um so i mean and, and part of part of an evolution one incarnation if we in in, in i'm sure they have that in, in within the sangoma belief system the concept of uh, when you they call atunwa reincarnation where the person has uh, that spirit has will come back to learn lessons to 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 continue a mission and to learn different aspects of what life is in this world. Through the course of that, that person could be in one generation could have been First Nations, another nation could have been Black, another nation could have been Chinese. Another, there are sometimes uh, visible traces, you know, because they, in those incarnations, they may have stayed within one particular family bloodline. In others, no. In others, they may have jumped uh, from one, you know, culture to another, from one, uh, you know, mission to another, uh, and and you know their their ethnic background, especially when we're talking about in the in the life of an ancestor, the, the span of an ancestor, we're not talking a hundred years, we're talking thousands of years, thousands. yeah, right, not not hundreds even, thousands of years that some ancestors could have essentially been coming back, returning to accomplish a mission so throughout that course of that of that trajectory 
you know, it could be many things. You could be, in other words, the, the, the skin, the color of the skin does not necessarily dictate the spiritual attunement or the, or, the, or the ancestral lineage or the ancestral qualities uh, or characteristics that the person uh, must have or should have, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so now I'm just going to interject here because my phone is draining its battery like mad. I'm down okay. to 8%. Okay. <laughs> so I, I just wanted to know if there's any other questions uh, of our audience that are out there that we haven't addressed or anything like that. Uh, no, no, we've covered them all. I think we're good. Okay. I've been Rebecca. putting a few things to for people to be able to contact, again, uh, mm -hmm. Rebecca, uh, her website, uh, sangoma.info, which is has been scrolling very quietly across the screen throughout a part of this mm -hmm. uh, presentation. And then also, uh, uh, if you want to book a, a reading, a private booking with Rebecca, again, uh, she has within that same sangoma.info, uh, you can follow that link and you can book an appointment uh, I'm assuming you're you're doing you're you're doing are you doing no, the remote remote exactly yeah. through, through mm -hmm. video as are we we're doing everything through video yeah yeah and, yeah absolutely. and the other thing for people spirit knows no boundaries so it could be it's a, working a it's going okay and you yeah. know what's really funny my ancestors have been asking me to do that for a long time and I'm like I don't want to do it I don't like it it's so funny you know I'm being <laughs> all stubborn side of you right. And then, and then I just started doing it, and then COVID hit, and I was like, "This is fine. This is good." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm okay with it. Well, it's, it's funny because, as you say, there are many traditionalists in in Ifa with on the Cuban side that at one point they were the old guard. They said, "Oh, you can't do this uh, remote." But you know, the necessity of the mother of adaptability, and the fact that it really the, the spirit, the spiritual belief, the spirit doesn't know any boundary. Right, no. you can be anywhere at any distance, and it can still speak, right, and still speak to the oh yeah the situation, right. So, no, and then sure. there's another thing. Uh, Rebecca also has a micro learning, a free micro learning courses, and uh, so mm -hmm. she's asking uh, viewers to, if they're interested, to please subscribe again at her sangoma.info uh, under the forward slash subscription. So mm -hmm. those are those are a few things, events and and uh, services that uh, Rebecca mm -hmm. offers here in the community in Toronto, mm -hmm. and all over, and all over, all over, exactly, all over. exactly. <laughs> international, anywhere, everywhere. Mm -hmm. So okay, well, that's good. knows no bounds. Thank you so much oh, for having me. Yeah, one more thing. Um, also, um, if people to go to your website they will also find your books because you are also a, a very prolific author i'm i'm i'm, I'm working on it <laughs> I, I i have a textbook done and um and i'm working on other publications now and okay. sometimes what i provide to people like with the subscription i provide ancestrally relayed messages um mm -hmm. yeah we're, we're sort of needing that now but thank you so much for having me and i think you know, may Thanks you grow from you. strength to strength in your work and the time that you're taking, you know, even getting the technology together, uh, putting your, you know, your research and your questions aside and making this available for people. You know, people are really needing that right now and that it's in a genuine manner. And I think viewers are lucky to have 
different, you know, different healers that are coming together and also hearing, um, mm-hmm. hearing our own sharings together. Sure. And, uh, you know, maybe mm-hmm. just inspire everybody to be doing the healing uh, work. Mm-hmm. You can see we made it through the other side. We haven't pulled out yes. all of our hair. Yes. And let's just keep going with that, you know, and thank you, Summer. I just wanted to acknowledge uh, Summer Alder. There was so much good knowledge sharing here. Blessings to all three of us. Thank you, Summer. And I thank all our audience out there tonight that tuned in or those who are going to tune in later because they might have missed it. They had somewhere else to go. Yeah. And you'll be able to see us again uh, after the live videos. You'll be able to see the, the video afterwards. Also, uh, we'll be uploading it to their, uh, the various podcast platforms in an audio format. We're on iHeartRadio now, uh, iTunes, and, and several Spotify. other, Spotify, and so Great forth. Great job, so, guys. Thank you for your yeah. hard work for the community, you know. Thank you. Thank, thank you very much. Accessible and sharing yeah. your time and your knowledge. Thank you. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. I, I so appreciate Rebecca. I enjoyed having you. When I went to do my background research on you, I was so excited. One of the first things I immediately sent my uh, my my uh, private message to Jean Jerome said, I love her. <laughs> it was just automatic with me. It was you're so down to earth and so approachable. And I think anybody coming to you will definitely get so much from you. And the spirits are able to talk to you. No, and, I, and I hope this show encourages other healers uh, and through this almost ancestral reunion we all yeah. have to, yeah, to yeah. really reach out to each other to take yeah, the time absolutely. with with the humility and the the open heart to learn from each other because yeah. if this pandemic has taught us anything that we really need each other yeah and uh you know as we were saying ubuntu you know it is really through mm-hmm. uh, working as a village working as a as a as a community mm-hmm. that we really reach our full uh, mission in, in our lives. So if, if we can do that as a village and reach out humbly, right? Let go mm-hmm. of the ego, let go of the agenda, mm-hmm. let go of the me, 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 me. Just mm-hmm. reach out and, and humbly because we don't have, no one person has all the knowledge. No, no one tradition not has, one all person has all the answers. Right? Exactly. Even the, the Holy Odovifa Obedi says the, the knowledge and, and the wisdom, the pearls of wisdom were spread all over the world, in all nations, in all cultures, in all backgrounds. Absolutely. So Nobody owns the cornerstone to that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So the last thing I'd like to say is next week, uh, I just wanted to, to announce our guest yeah. for next week on uh, May 29th, Friday uh, at 8 p.m. again, will be Kabiasi Fabegbi Fathaye Efunsola. Uh, he's a, a good friend of mine. We've known each other for many years. He's also my Oluo Boni and, uh, and a very dear friend, uh, Babalao, who's uh, made 28 trips to Africa, to Nigeria. He's been wow. in Nigeria and Benin, and uh, he spent quite a bit of time there in terms of not just receiving initiations, but also learning, uh, uh, sharing with the community, and so forth. And he's, a, he's a great uh, Babalao and a great human being as well. So I'm happy and very privileged that we're yeah. able to bring people like yourself, uh, yeah, yeah. Rebecca. And, and, uh, you guys and, have to uh, arrange a summit. Yeah. You have to do some kind of summit. We're, we're thinking of that. that yeah. that's the, it's, that's the it's in the works. It's in the works yeah, in our yeah. head so far. 
That would be great. We're thinking about that's it. So thank you again, Rebecca. Many yes, blessings. Thank and you. And the ancestors thank you continue so much. to light your path and protect you and your family and any bad thing that may come your way. Okay. Thank you so much for so great much, with your with your participation. And many, many blessings. Many blessings to all our viewers. Yes. And thank no you. Yes. Thank you to everyone for tuning in. Uh, until next Friday. Take care. Have a good weekend and be safe, everybody. All Ashe. right. Ashe. Bye.